Macworld Podcast number 342, special Macworld iWorld Archive Edition for February 15th, 2013. Welcome to another Macworld Podcast. I'm Chris Breen. You get an extra podcast this week because we continue to offer the best from the Macworld live stage from the recent Macworld iWorld event. This time, it's Carlos Rodella's Mac Gaming What Went Wrong panel. Enjoy. Hey everybody, what's going on? Uh, welcome to uh, a talk about games and Mac, Mac gaming. And I have uh, a illustrious panel with me. Is that the word I should use? Uh, first off, I'm Carl Spadella. I do video production and uh, editorial over at Macworld.com and a bunch of other things. And with me today, I have, on the very end, Ryan McDonald from GameSpot. How's it going? <laughs> And what's your official title, Ryan, for everybody? I guess he's a director of technical production. Which means he does everything. GameSpot.com, he's a lot of it. Uh, also, I have Mr. John Davison, who is video game journalist, industry veteran, everything. Everything. You just know the video game world. Yes. Yes. But you're also, uh, you work right now with Red Robot. I am, yes. And you used to work at? I used to, I used to be Ryan's boss. Weird. Did it just get awkward? No. No, okay. John was a very good boss, so it worked out great. <laughs> yes, I was, wasn't I? Wait, you were my boss for a minute, too. I was your boss for a minute as Weird. well. Weird. Okay. So thanks for coming. He's been everywhere. Just Google John Davison. And we have Veronica Belmont from Revision 3, Techzilla. She's been everywhere on the internets. But more professionally, uh, you did Cora, right? Is that what it? PlayStation? Yeah, Cora on the PlayStation Cora Network. Store. Yeah, that was a cool show. And uh, I like Game that. On on the Twit Network. Game On. Okay, cool. So she's everywhere. So what we're going to do today is talk about Mac gaming, all right? What, and in parentheses, what went wrong and parentheses. Because it seems like when we talk about gaming and then we say Mac, we go, oh, those ones don't go together really well. So let's start in the beginning, Apple computers. We all have Apple II memories, early Apple computer memories. And we were playing games on those, right? All of you guys were playing games on Apple? Are old enough? No, actually, my first Mac was a G4 Tower. Oh, I feel so, old. So, yeah, I was PC before that. Now I'm pretty exclusively uh, Mac for my day-to-day -day stuff, and I do game on, on a PC, though. Okay, so you're off that part of the conversation, then, yes. I guess. John? Let's turn to the old stairs. You, you, you go first. All right, so for me, you know, like I was telling Carlos before, it was all about accessibility. So I didn't have an Apple II or an early Mac, but I did go to school, and they had them. So for me, it was all about taking advantage of those computers they had there and playing games. So, I mean, I was playing stuff I wasn't supposed to be, obviously. Mac Foxes, anybody? But, uh, but yeah, so there was a bunch of games that we played. And uh, uh, so I didn't get into the, the Mac business myself in my home until about the, the G4 period as well. Um, I was playing. I was playing any game I could. Yeah, but we all seem to have them in the in the schools, right? Remember, at some point they just showed up, like, whoa, we all have apples now for some reason. And then that, you know, we played Oregon Trail. And again, I'm saying you know, some of you might not, because I am older than I look. John, what's your memory? So early memories of Apple. I, uh, I grew up in England, where. Where's that? It's it's and you know we were just getting electricity around this. Point. Oh, okay, okay. And, uh, <laughs> no, I I I. I um, Apples were quite rare in, in England back then. Um, I had an Atari 400, which wasn't. They were they were pretty. They were oh, pretty popular. cool! The whole home computer scene in the UK was was probably much bigger than it was here. And like, there wasn't really a console boom until much much later in the UK. Um, so I can remember I used to go to this computer store, which was where the Apple stuff was, and that was where I first saw you know some of the early point and click adventures before they were ported onto the Atari stuff. 
my dad worked for IBM, so there was also that kind of IBM Apple tension. So yeah. So it was early on. There wasn't going to be one in the house. Yeah. You know. <laughs> That's funny that that there was tension was already early on. Like, oh, yeah. no, you're on this side. You're on this side. Well, at some point, I mean, like Mist. If you guys remember a game called Mist, that was built on HyperCard. Right, so like the gaming was still happening for the Mac, and at some point, some mysterious cloud of confusion happened, and then it went away. What What do you guys think the early reasons were? And then I'll give you some ideas of the later reasons. I think. I would guess development. Uh, in in my opinion, I think that's still one of the biggest problems that gaming on the Mac has is that you know developers kind of have to make a choice about what platforms they're going to create games for, and you know typically they go to PC, they go to console, and then gaming on Mac comes as an afterthought. Um, so you know something like like Call of Duty comes out two years later oh. on the Mac, and that's just that that's uncalled for. But that's cruel. Isn't it the chicken and egg, right? So yeah. I understand that like oh well I'm not going to make it for this because I'm not going to get the return, mm-hmm. but someone's got to start. Well, Steam is starting, I would yeah. say. I mean, I mean, you know, looking, looking back at the history, it, you know, it seems to me that it was pretty clear that the folks at Apple kind of made a clear, conscious decision that they wanted that, that device to be geared toward a certain audience, and that audience seemed to be more kind of corporate and, and everything else that they knew they can kind of get a bunch of those machines into without going to retail and trying to, you know, get the consumer business in. So to me, it seemed like it was a conscious decision that that, that was not part of the, the Apple library at that point. They were really kind of going after a bigger... You know, with I think what they thought maybe an easy, easier, more targeted audience, which is you know that corporate America. And I mean, they they got into school, so I mean, right. And, and that be- that became like a self fulfilling thing because you'd got you know you'd got Steve who openly thought games were silly, you know, and that and that sort of permeated the culture. And then I think there was this sense that particularly as the Mac was becoming more established, and that you know after the the original and we got into the revisions later on, they were very much targeted at creatives. So it was. It was, you know, early on. I mean, I touched a Mac every day in the magazine business, and it was pure. The only thing we ever did on it was use Quark Express, yeah, and and restarted it lots, <laughs> and you know, and occasionally pulled memory out of it and put it back in because it wouldn't work properly. And but it was like a single, you know, and then later it was Photoshop and Quark, and they were the only things you did on the Mac, and that became a circle where the studios, well, well you know, the Mac it, it can do it, but no one's going to actually play it, so why bother? Yeah, for yeah. me, for me, it was my my early Mac experience was primarily for production machines, so you know, editing audio, video, that kind of stuff. Um, and so I was trying to force it into becoming a gaming machine for me because I could only afford to have one kind of thing like that at the time when I was in school. Um, and so you know, you were you were buying a lot of Aspire games, you were playing a lot of web-based games, and and that was pretty much about it. So let's go back to one of those things you were talking about when you said Steve Jobs thinks games are silly. I have a couple quotes, actually. Uh, one is from John Carmack, we all know. There was a kind of a, maybe we don't, but there was a turning point, I feel. Uh, he talked to, you know, Apple and said, hey, we want to do games with you guys, you know, the Halo thing that almost happened. And uh, at some point, the quote was, um, famous quote, Steve Jobs doesn't care about games uh, at all. And that's like what Gar- Jack Carmack said. And also Gabe Newell from Valve, from Valve, he said, um, here's his quote, wow, gaming, uh, so Apple, would, we'd actually meet with Apple, and we'd meet with them, and the people there would go, wow, gaming is incredibly important. We should do something with gaming. And then uh, we'll say, okay, well, here are three things you should do that you could do to make better so we can do the games in your platform. And then they would say, okay, and then we would never hear from them again. It's, it's kind of still like that now, I feel. Like is that it, how it is? Except, except for like iOS games, which, which I think are doing very well and you know, turning into this whole separate 
category altogether. Um, there's not a lot of support from the from in, inside Apple for gaming. I mean, it's just not something they ever focus on. I think it's it's still true from back in the day. It's it's it doesn't seem to me like they even though the machines clearly have the ability to to play games, they have plenty of power. Mm -hmm. um, but they're they're not pushing that in their in their marketing materials. They're not pushing that when they talk about why you should own a Mac, really. But is it like that thing? Like Steve has done a couple other things where he's like, no, here's a line in the sand, and then it just never happens. Do we think it was he was the cause of that uh, essentially? Yeah, I mean, I, I do think that, like, you know, going back to that, the earlier point I was making is that they had a, you know, they had that vision in mind, and, uh, and that was kind of outside of it. And then you go going back to the Carmack business. You know, I think John Carmack was smart, and uh, I think he knew that, you know, I'm going to put all this time and these resources into building these games. And, you know, he, he was smart enough to know that it's not really that much difficulty for me to port this over to the Mac, so I'm going to do it. And uh, here you go, everybody. You want to play Quake? So I think for me, you know, again, it's, again, going back to that business reason, I think, you know, John Carmack knew that getting it over there was going to get it in front of people and that pe people would play it there as well. Yeah. And it wasn't necessarily a huge burden for them financially or any other risk, you know? Yeah. You had, a, you had an audience issue developing as well. I mean, so you had culturally Apple not supporting it. You had the studios not really supporting it because they're making assumptions about the users. And then you had gamers who, even to this day, like I tweeted yesterday, I'm going to do this panel tomorrow about Mac gaming. And the response yeah. was, well, that's not going to take very long. Yeah, I had the yeah. same thing. <laughs> we'll be done in five minutes. That's so weird. Yeah, it's like it's continued. Um, yeah, do you guys remember when just some of you older, well, maybe Veronica not says much. Thank you for you saying know, that. That's very kind. There's a little bit of flattery as well. Um, well you know, we go to the, the game stores and you see the space just dwindling. It was PC Mac and then PC Mac and then Mac and then Mac and then there's like one game. Do you remember? That was like a memory for me. I was like so sad about that. I'm like, you guys remember when that happened? Yeah, that was sad. <laughs> so let's talk about iOS then. iOS gaming. Is that the new Mac gaming then? Or is that what we're going to go oh, and with? Mac, Mac is the new Mac gaming. Mac is the new Mac gaming? You, clean, you seem to believe that very I strongly. Do. So, I know. So, some important things have happened in the last three months that I think are very significant. Go. And, and I know you wanted to do this, this conversation chronologically. Let's but let it flow. Can we skip to the end? I'm okay. So Guild Wars 2 came out which is really significant as an MMO. The Mac version is, is fantastic and it runs beautifully. Uh, Blizzard, for a long time, have always shipped both versions on the same disc, which I wish everyone would do because, yep. I mean, now everything's Intel-based. They are as the, Most of the assets are essentially the same. Yep. Um, the really big one was last week. League of Legends client from Riot finally in public beta. I mean, that's huge because I think the popularity of, of, of League of Legends has been primarily built on... Uh, the hand-me-down laptops, the fact that it'll run on just about it. I mean, you can play League of Legends on anything. You can play on a netbook and it runs respectably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is good. So to have it be, and a lot of people now, when they go to college or when they ask for a lap, they're asking for a MacBook or a MacBook Air. It's, you know, it's the one they want. And that game alone, I mean, it has 70 million registered users, 20, you know, 12 million people playing it every day. You've you got to think some of them have got a Mac as their main computer. And so that was very significant. So you're uh, the and main Steam games. as well. The fact that Steam, uh, you know, like embraced it, and a lot of the cooler indie stuff is hitting day and day on Mac. The Cave came out last week from Tim Schafer, hit PC, consoles, and Mac all on the same day. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I was going to mention also SimCity. Yep. SimCity should be coming. Although out. that, for some reason, is a completely separate. That they're not taking the PC one and just. Oh, they aren't. They're not. In, it's it is technically a separate game that they they built as a separate oh, project. Yeah. It'll work with the PC one, but it's not what a lot of other people is where. 
You know, I mean, the, the, the smart studios are putting the two things through production at the same time, and it's coming out the other end. And if it, you know, it'll run. I mean, Mac hardware is so powerful now. I know, that's the thing. Okay, Veronica? <laughs> well, I think the issue with hardware for me is that it's, it's, it's very difficult, for example, if you have an iMac to go in and update your RAM or, or your, your video card, graphic card, if you need to. Uh, the thing, a thing that PC gamers talk about a lot with their, with their machines is that if they want to change something, it's very easy for them to go in, make that change, upgrade their hardware, do it very easily, and do it inexpensively. Yep. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot more difficult to do that on, on you know, your, your MacBook Pro or on your iMac, for example, where opening it up is, is definitely something more for the iFixit crowd. Um, and, and then the, I think the reason that MMOs do so well is because of the scalability. Yeah. I think you, know, you can turn down a lot of the graphics, you can make things run a lot better, so if you have a machine that you maybe can't upgrade to the point you want it to be, um, it's still going to work rather well. Yeah. It's harder to do that for more like the AAA titles. So, so it sounds like the systems being closed software-wise and also hardware-wise are, are the other limitations here. Right? Like it's just di more difficult to make your computer run on that. Um, interesting. I, so I, I can jump in. Like the one please. thing I can say that brought me back to to playing games on the Mac, um, whether whether right or wrong, was you know, early on, you know, we got a we got a laptop, we were able to put boot camp on it, and then I was mm -hmm. able to you know play some games on there like that. So it's like you know, cheating it that way, and then and then getting back to to where you can actually install a game you know via the OS the way you want it to. It's like for me again, it was all about accessibility, and like for for early on, it was. You know, the computer that I had that I was, you know, was a, I think it was like a $30,000 computer at the time, like back in 1996, that we were using to cut video at GameSpot. And like that machine was awesome, but like <laughs> I couldn't play anything on it at all. It was like the best PC in the whole, or like the best computer in the whole office, but I couldn't play any games on it. And then, you know, skipping ahead to when we all have iPhones in our pocket, again, that accessibility goes away. It's like we all have the ability to play those games, and we do. So um, for me, it's, yeah, it's it, going back to what I can do and what I have, kind of like Veronica was saying with what she's playing on what she owns. I'm not an iOS gamer. I, oh, that I was my next topic. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of of iOS games, really. Even I mean, on the tablet? No. Okay. Just I, I can't get into it. Maybe I just haven't found the right title yet. Well, some <laughs> nice. Sometimes it's the buttons, right? Sometimes for me, like if you're if thinking like about tactile, video games, I like tactile. But. My mouse, my keyboard. So let's talk about iOS for a minute. So we did, we kind of just poo pooed it for a minute and said like it isn't really the next phase of Mac gaming because. John was saying that Mac gaming is still around. Mm -hmm. And I think it's based on titles, right? If the right yep. title comes out, yep. then all of a sudden, oh, wait, we will do gaming on Mac. But do you think the iOS and that whole app mentality, small, quick, short game kind of mentality is the future for Mac gaming? Or is it can they coexist? Or It's convenient. I mean, I think you look at the, the Mac app store particularly, it's just lousy with iOS ports. I mean... You know, and it, it did change the tone of the games channel on the Mac App Store when all you were seeing really was like big screen mouse-based version of, right. of phone games. I, f I feel like the Mac App Store is a huge missed opportunity yeah. for Apple in terms of gaming. Like they could do, get, it could like, be Steam for the Mac, basically. Right, exactly. It's already built in to yeah. be Steam. John, uh, Ryan. I guess my question would be, like, how is it that you see Steam totally different than the App Store in terms of functionality? I guess, what is it that... Steam's the, better what, what, I mean, games. Like, <laughs> or better games, fair enough. Well, yeah, I mean, Steam is everything. I mean, yeah. they did such a good job of, you know, representing the independent games, all you know, a wide variety of games, cheap games. So, so the reason I asked the question is for me, and I don't know if John... I think you kind of know this to some degree. Like, I'm probably the, uh, the one that's up here that is the converted. So for me, like, when the iPhone hit and they had the App Store and people were going crazy about about, you know, you know, all these different games that were, you know, it's pretty simple. Like for me, you know, I'd been grown up with PC games and console games and 
So for me, it, I wasn't really that attracted. I had a PSP. I had you know my you know all, all kinds of different portable gaming. So for me, I didn't really see the attraction at first. But to be honest, like as I kind of kept on touching it and kind of seeing it, like for me, it became kind of like the new arcade in a way because for me, it's like I used to go to the arcades all the time as a kid, and I used to love to go in there and I'd throw a quarter in and I'd play a game for five minutes or ten minutes as long as my quarter lasted. And so that was an experience that kind of went away from me. And to be honest, like one of the ways that I kind of feel like I relive that a little bit now is thanks to the App Store or, or the Play Store. Like for me, it's like. Uh, Going in there and, and taking the you know the ten minutes to scroll through and, and you're right depending on how it's organized whether it's the top right and you're going through there that's that's pretty easy but when you start going into the stuff that is the new stuff that they haven't really kind of said was top yet that that's for me the fun finding the new stuff that is really cool like Rise of the Blobs came out well, and I know I love going awesome. to like the new release section just like just yeah. downloading the new ones so yeah. that, that is definitely one of my favorite activities to do there now is to go through that list and find you know the new nugget that nobody knows about and and to tell people about although that. there's a blog somewhere who's already reported on sure. it because yeah. <laughs> they know well, everything I, th- I think what what, what Ryan said is important in terms of how it occupies your time. There was an editorial, I think it was on Mashable this morning, where it was saying that why mobile is destroying consoles and, you know, that the next generation is going to be a total, like... Let's no, all roll our eyes no, together that's collectively. Not, that, that's not the way it's going to be. Like, the big challenge for gaming across the board isn't the hardware and, and, and the platforms competing. It's competing for our time. We all have finite amount of time to be entertained and you have your phone in your pocket and if you've got five minutes to kill you can get it whatever you want you can buy it you know you don't have to plug it you know it's it's there and it's very convenient that doesn't mean that i'm never going to play call of duty ever again no it's it just a totally means different that experience. While, while i was waiting for you to go to the bathroom earlier on i could play a game on my phone yeah, you know? like thank you for sharing that <laughs> it's like the difference between an immersive experience that you get from a console or a desktop kind of experience versus that you know little five minute snack and i think the 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 danger in the positioning that a lot of people have made around around mobile gaming is that it's like and the, what the audience, the gaming audience has pushed back on has been that, well, I don't like playing games on a touchscreen like that. And then when you try and force a console-style game onto a tablet, onto a phone, it's uncomfortable. And, like, it, it doesn't work. But if you design a game specifically for the device that you're going to play it on, yeah, yeah. it's much more enriching. You know? And I think we're finally getting to that point where the superstars of the, of the touch interface space are starting to emerge, and we're seeing ideas morph and we're out of that trying to t- I mean like trying to play a first person shooter on a phone is like oh, yeah, never it's, don't yeah. do that it hurts your brain um, let's talk about Steam then for a minute it is finally on Mac it works well or is there anything that they're doing wrong is there some is there some advantages still to have a PC you know Steam on PC versus Steam on Mac or, or is it pretty much the uh, same thing for, for me big picture on on my Apple TV is going to be awesome. Yep. You know, being able to play Steam big picture, you know, on my screen without having to go through the process of using a home theater PC or running cables or doing If someone doesn't like know that. what that is, why don't you explain that? Because oh, that Steam, is a really yeah. cool, the, that's a cool So big picture is, is Steam, is Valve's initiative to get uh, their, their PC gaming titles onto your television. Um, so it optimizes that experience for TV. You can use, uh, you know, a gaming controller um, as opposed to your keyboard or mouse. Or you can and also use your keyboard and mouse if yep. that's how you want to do it. Um, but it, it just gives you that experience of being able to sit on your couch and enjoy the titles that you've already downloaded and, play, and paid for um, while still being able to have the social elements of Steam as well. Yeah, it's cool. And I think that once people start using that in their living room, they're like kind of associate the Mac being an ability to do that, to have that kind of living room experience with games. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Let's talk about, let's go backwards in time, because we've been all over the place with time map. What is, like, you know, what, an early gaming memory from Mac? Is there a, or just a special memory from a game on Mac? 
Any, any, any era. I'll say Prince of Persia early on. Marathon, obviously. You know, oh, that was the one that kind of drew me back. So I was playing Doom at some point, and somebody was like, hey, have you tried Marathon? And I no, and so I went over and looked at that, and I was pretty excited about that. Um, and then without skipping ahead, you know, we'll get to Halo in a sec, right? Prince of Persia, that was yum. I can remember playing uh, Mist. Yeah. And really not seeing what all the fuss was about. <laughs> really? Yes. Like, I don't I, get it. You have a, a friend in that. We have an expression in England. Pretentious wank. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm, I'm taking you didn't play Riven or whatever. It was the, the no. one that, yeah. Well, later on, I kind of learned to appreciate it. But I think okay. I, was, I was the wrong age and the wrong... But I just, I just found it very... Like, everyone was raving about it. And you would read in all the magazines at the time that, you know, Mist was this, like, beautiful, wonderful experience. And it was like, you know, the, I don't see it. I'm really not it's seeing it. It's just still images. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and all you the Sims. All the oh, Sims. Yeah. Not, not just the Sims, but all the SimCity titles. Civilization, stuff like that. SimCity would be fun, by the way. The new one, I saw it. Yeah, did you play the, the demo, the yeah, beta? Yeah, a little physics. I it's love it. Good. I love it. Just so you know, the new Sims is going to be awesome. Sims, yeah. Uh, let's just uh, maybe talk. What about you? What was yours? Oh, yeah. How about me? I actually, believe it or not, some of the Apple II stuff. Ultima. You guys remember Ultima? Oh, yeah. Ultima and Apple II. Again, I, I associated early Apple gaming. It's just gaming. I didn't really, that line wasn't there. Like you said in your household, there was the IBM you know, Mac line already. But for me, it was just like, what can play the thing that I like to play? And I, I really enjoyed that part of it. And now it seems like it's still, we're fighting to get the, you know, uh, public publishers and the developers to, you know, take that chance. But anyway, so back then it was, yeah, Ultima. Oh my goodness, you guys. Ultima, goodoldgames.com. Yeah. All of them are really cheap. You should go get them. Yeah. <laughs> and on Mac. And on Mac. Yeah. So what do you think it's going to take to get developers to start developing more for the Mac? That was giving my question to you. I'm moderating now. <laughs> well done. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, think, I think we're fast getting to a point where the hardware is, is getting to a point where it's, it's not as big of an issue as it used to be. I think that there are layers that can sit on top of the operating system now where that's what the games talk to as opposed to the way it always was where to wring every last drop of power out of the machine you had to, you know, it had to be yeah. hardcore engineering projects and I think now we're getting to, we're fast approaching a point where the games go out and they'll sit on a service and the thing that runs the service does the work and I think like, like on live? No, not, not so much like that but I think the next generation of, of services like Steam are that that's the layer that the game talks to and the hardware is sitting behind it and it's sort of a game, a game service and you, you buy the game whether it downloads it or it streams right. it and I think we're not far from that point coming now and at that point it's just going to be getting the service to run on a Mac as right. opposed to the individual games running on a Mac. Which, which brings me to the point of cloud, right? We were, I was remember my last uh, thing is cloud gaming, right? So then to speak to that point, isn't it just become like the delivery method and the game is there. And the hardware becomes the interface layer, right? It's the, yeah. it's the thing that the controller plugs into and it processes the graphics as they come down. And, you know, we're, we're not far off that being practical. We're, I don't think it'll be the on-live, pure cloud streaming thing because I think that's a little, a little too far that way. But I think there's, there is a, a hybrid model coming where, you know, you, you have your subscription to the service and the games are available and it, you just have a window into the library. I like to think we're almost there, but I think it's going to be a while longer. So you think it's like a hybrid of like the App Store and OnLive then? And, and, yeah, and, and Steam, I think Steam yeah. is the, is the fastest. Yeah, because OnLive didn't do awesome. Nope. No, it was a good no, idea at though. all. I love them, by the yeah. way. 
If you're around, I it's love just, them. It's still like it's a it's a broadband adoption thing. It's a ping time thing. It's a there's just so many problems for for widespread adoption of that. I think still so. Oh, broadband essentially, yeah. Like yeah. we don't have the 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 pipe. You know what I mean to, to pull that off. I think more important if you look at what Steam's doing with the Steambox initiative, mm-hmm. rather than making it a Windows box, it's a Linux box, and that's so that they can be a layer between the games being published and making sure that they're optimized for the environment they're going to be played on. Yeah. So it's not just, you've got to port it to Linux because. It's like, yeah. you've got to port it to Linux because we want to make sure that you're optimizing for the controller that we want to put, that it's for a big screen and it's lean back, it's not at a desktop. Yeah. And I think once that kind of discipline is starting to be instilled, there's no reason why that service can't be rolled out. And it's, it's, it's a different model than we've seen previously, which is this sort of like, you know, I give it to you on a disc or I give you the thing that was on the disc as a download. Now it's you have a service and the service is the is kind of the interception layer. There's not enough there's not enough uh gates and you know st- structure oh God, around the that next, next generation of all gaming that. is going to be all about i mean the future of xbox live is as a service right where it's going to be you have an xbox live account and if you want to play halo 5 or whatever you've got to be you've got to be on xbox live and if you're not it's not going to be as simple as having the box and buying the disc you know yeah. it's it's going to get more complicated before it gets better so definitely gone are the days of building machines or gone are the days of building machines to play games is that the idea? Uh, like, not yet. Not yet, but <laughs> it's still here to, like, yeah. as of today, yeah. I still have more money to throw away. <laughs> Barely. So, uh, yeah, I guess we, we kind of covered all of it. Maybe it is, it is a short talk of Matt Gaming. But I, I think that it really comes down to what it hears like, what I, what I hear from everybody on the panel, is it comes down to, like John said, getting a really good game to kind of start the ball rolling. Uh, and then also a combination of different ways we interface with the games that'll make it not feel as like either or, right? Yeah, I mean, there's one thing we have to mention, right? So if we were going chronologically and we think about, you know, the time I played some Mac games early on in school and uh, some Marathon, the, the next point in my Mac gaming history that I remember really, really caring about the Mac and, and what I was going to play on there was when they announced Halo in 99 at Macworld. And it was like, when they announced that, like, everybody knew that. Like, that was just like, all right, so I got to figure out what machine, I mean, how's this Mac thing work? You got to tell me what I need to play this game when it comes out. Right. And, and, then, then, it didn't and then it didn't happen. Come out. Fun fact, I looked this up when I was researching that. Uh, maybe you all know it, but Halo was originally a real-time strategy game? That's what it said in the, the Wikipedia's. They know everything. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's where the game is, right? It's the same thing with consoles. Yep. It's where the games are. And I think, you know, the challenge, I mean, across everything right now, and iOS in particular, is, is the discovery of games. Like, the way that you find games and hear about them, like, there's so much of it now. Where the, you know, if you, look in, you know if, you, if you look across computer and mobile gaming, you've got a huge, thriving indie space that's evolving. You've got, you know, more and more going out through digital distribution, which isn't the same kind of gated environment that we have on console. There's just so much good stuff. And the way that you hear about it and find out about it is, you know, the media's job has changed as well because a lot of people are, they're getting recommendations from the guys they watch on YouTube or the guys that are streaming on Twitch or the people that they talk to on Twitter. And, like, there's this, you know... There needs to be this way to bring all this information together because it's like, I mean, there's like every Wednesday night. I mean, like, there's so many games hit the, the App Store. And right now, if Apple doesn't promote it, then that studio is screwed. Yeah. You know, because unless they spend a ton of money on trying to get, you know, on some kind, you know, either advertising or they're trying to do some like CPI deal where they're putting it in other experiences that are successful, 
I think you know a big challenge for all of gaming is getting the good stuff in front of the audience. Well, so then do you think that it, it would be more important to get more developers to create cross-platform titles? So that way, you know, they're already putting that push behind the marketing and behind the message, and then you just have to choose which way you're going to get yeah. that game. And that's yeah. what worked in consoles. Yeah. That's what we did yeah. in consoles, right? That's what it became. You just nowadays you have to make it for all systems yeah. and the DS. <laughs> like all systems did this. Well, then, I wonder if there's anything Apple can do uh, to help them out, because, you know, they need help. It, with the indie they could literally do anything, yeah, literally. and that would help them. Yes. Uh, the indie community, like, so that is, it's working on Steam, right? That makes sense. But is there anything else they could do to nurture that market? Because that's not as much of a, hey, you've got to change a bunch of stuff to run my game. It's like it'll probably run on it, right? Is there anything you think that they can do to... I think the first step was putting Steam on the Mac, right? So that's the first step. Yeah, so you know they took that first step. The second step is obviously promoting that program and trying to get people to understand how that works for the Mac and uh, and get them involved and, and 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 creating some incentive around that. And I think you know they've done a good job on the PC certainly for a lot of those folks that release games through that. So I don't think it's necessarily a hard concept by any means. I think they just got to put the time into it. I think the only thing that they can't really do is make the hardware more easily upgradable for a lot of their products. Um, I think that's one of the, the bottlenecks for this is that, you know, if you've had your, most, most laptops people generally say about a two to three year lifespan, but you can get a lot more mileage out of a desktop computer because you can continuously upgrade the hardware inside uh, and continue playing those games on it. So I think that for me is at least one of the issues going forward. Interesting. And uh, so let's do last thoughts. What do we think... So we think, do we think uh, gaming is, has a future on Mac? John already says yes. Yeah, and I think because, I mean, we're, the whole gaming space is in a weird spot right now because, you know, when we, you know on GameSpot, and, I mean, any, anyone running games media right now will tell you that a lot of the audience doesn't necessarily describe themselves as gamers anymore. They play a particular game or a handful of particular games. Yep. And they'll play, uh, you know, they're Minecraft players. That's on the Mac. They play League of Legends. That's on the Mac. Uh, they'll play one of the big MMOs, a lot of which are on the Mac. Um, they'll play shooters, most of which aren't on the Mac. <laughs> uh, and then, the, and then there's, guy, you know, there's guys that are really hardcore into things like StarCraft Two, which you know is on. So in, in, when you frame it that way, it's it's actually in a pretty good space for that kind of top tier. Uh, you know, you've got AAA games, which you look at in terms of they've got a big budget and they come out and, you know, there's TV ads and everything and they're really high-profile games. But then there's this, there's this other tier of games, which are the ones that people play year-round and sink hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours into. And in that space, I think the Mac is actually quite healthy. And it's the challenge that I think Apple needs to get involved with is encouraging the next one yep. to want to be on Mac as yep. well as on PC or console. I still miss them in the stores, though. You go to any store and you're like, oh, I can't go get a Mac, Mac game here. They don't yeah, have the Apple, them. Apple Store still has well, them, the don't Apple they? Store. Yeah, but then that's a small section. Yeah, people. it is very small. It's <laughs> like four games. I'm like, because if it is as live and as healthy as it as we say, and with certain games, why aren't they? That's a retail question, I guess. But I I still think that's kind of weird, don't you? The idea that they're not visible. Do you think that changes the way people think, consumers yeah, I think? think? I think app back owners were much more open to digital distribution before anybody else. Right. Yeah. A few years yeah. ago, like gamers were saying, oh, I'm, a, I'm never going to download stuff. I don't even have stuff. an optical drive. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, mean, I don't think I do anymore. You know? And it's like, it, but there was a period a few years ago where you went on a podcast or on a show and said, hey, guys, you're not going to be buying physical copies in a few years. People are, oh, absolutely no, not. I want my game collection, and I'm yeah. never going to download stuff. Yeah. yeah. Where's that person now? Yeah. 
on Steam. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, what do you think? So you think there's uh, it's it's fine. Everything's yeah. fine. I mean, for me, it's like you know, you know, if you can split it in two categories and say there's the Mac gaming for the the proper Mac, and then there's the iOS for our handheld devices. I'd say that uh, you know, there's no. I don't think there's any question that the iOS and the and the the work that they've done with the iPad and the iPhone, it, that it is, you know, amazing, right? It's like, uh, it's, it's incredible to see what's happened. I mean, you look at, you know, success stories like, you know, Temple Run, and you see those people that, you know, literally made that game just, you know, I think it's husband and wife, right? And so, like, um, for me, it's like, that's, that's, I think that's really fascinating. I think that being able to get that many games, like John said, every Wednesday so much stuff comes out. For me, it's like, I am a game junkie. Like, I play every game I can get my hands on in anything. So, for me... Um, you know that that is my bread and butter. I'm playing way way more Family Feud than I should be playing. I'm playing way more uh, Rise of the Blobs than I should be playing. So it, you know, like he said, in terms of the time that that's really what we're competing for. For me, that's uh, more and more of my time is going there. As far as you know, am I going to play a game on a Mac that I could play on a PC? Maybe. I don't know that there's a reason that I have to. Um, if if I have a Mac at the time and I can get that game for it, sure. But right now I have a PC primarily as my home computer. I use Macs at work all the time, but. Right now, there's no reason for me to buy a game on a Mac, so I'm not so sure. By the way, we, we should stop this whole word PC, by the way, right? Windows machine. There you go. We're all personal computers. Let's all get along. <laughs> Veronica, what do you think, then? Um, positive outlook on gaming for Mac? Yeah, no, I definitely agree that there's there's certain titles and, and certain types of games that are doing very, very well on, on the Mac um, without any help from Apple really at all. Um, I you know I think having Steam there it makes a huge difference. I think that's really going to change things a lot going forward. Um, you know, I'm I'm the same way as you are. I have I have uh, I have Steam on my. Windows machine. <laughs> I have Steam on my Windows machine, I have Steam on my Mac, and I have a couple of games that I play on both. Um, like, I have FTL and Civ Five like, on my Mac, so I can take them with me when I go places, because I travel with my MacBook Air. Um, but primarily, I'm, I'm sticking to my PC now. Sorry, Windows machine. They're screwing me up. I'm sorry. I'm trying to <laughs> throw new vocabulary out there. But I think the outlook looks pretty good. Uh, it would be great if Apple did more to support the community and more to help it going forward, um, but I don't know if we can count on that. Because it sounds like the indie, almost like a lot of the, because Ryan was talking about Tumble Run, it's almost like iOS is the indie playground then, right? Like, it's not indie indie. It's like, oh yeah, you can put Steam on the Mac if you want. That's fine. And all the indie games are in there. But what we're really kind of caring about is our store and and promoting the stuff that comes in there. The thing that the, the thing that they do right now that would interest me is to is to tie those two together. So like as we see the handhelds getting more and more powerful, you know, we're seeing that these games, you know, whether whether for good or bad, right? A lot of people try to make you know that, that high fidelity experience we get in the consoles and the PC or computers are. Uh, <laughs> no. Windows yeah, machine. Yeah, right? I'm sorry, I started it. <laughs> but, but long story short, like mind. for me, it's like you know if I could sit in front of a Mac and that offered me the ability that the App Store does and it had games there that I cared about, that would be the difference for me. If I could do that on, on a Mac and not a PC, that would be why I play games on a Mac. All right. Well, that's, that's your uh, look at Mac gaming. I don't think we ever figured out why it just went south. Mainly that... Why, did we figure out why it went no, away? We, we a lot of okay. factors. Sorry, don't, we don't around that. Total failure on panel. <laughs> uh, I want to thank everybody for coming today and talking. Ryan McDonald, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, they can find me at GameSpot.com. We've got content on YouTube and everywhere else you'll find GameSpot content. So, yeah, so by all means, come and check out the site. John Davison. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, um, at JWH Davison. And what you, you're doing the Red Robot, right? Red Robot, yeah, yeah. We're um, we're actually building a an iOS uh, community app, part of which is to solve some of these problems. Oh, weird! Yeah, how about that? How convenient! 
probably talk to him after the show. <laughs> and Veronica, where are you now? On Twitter, I'm Veronica, and I, uh, I do host Texella on Revision3.com every week with Pat Norton. Which is still a great show. You all should watch it. I'm Carl Sardella. Oh, you have a question. So he, was, he said that the Apple computer is more built like a console and the fact that you're not really switching it a it's bunch very of good times. Point. It's a very good point. I think it's a good point as well because like, for the longest time in the Windows PC gaming space, yes. it, was a, it, was a, it was an escalation war constantly. Like It was every five minutes there was some cra- more powerful thing coming out. Yep. Whereas I think, particularly with this generation of console, I mean the Xbox is seven years old now. Which, by the way, I can't even believe. It's wow. crazy. But what it's done is introduced some stability into the environment that you can make a game, which I think has kind of permeated its way out into the rest of the development culture, where it's like, it's okay for something not to keep sort of striving Iterating. forward all the time. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, you know there are, I have a three-year-old MacBook Pro that, I mean, it doesn't run all games great, but it still does run some of the stuff pretty well. And it can well. settle down and then yeah. you can do development for it, yeah. Good points. Well, that's all the time we have for. We got to get out of here. Thank you for the panel. Thank you guys for listening. Bye bye. Thank you. And that wraps up this edition of the Macworld Podcast. Thanks for listening. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to drop us a line at podcast at macworld.com or you can leave us a voicemail at 415 967 3622. This is Chris Breen reminding you that you can find more Apple, macOS, iOS, and technology news, views, and information at Macworld.com. See you around.